This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance, or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Georgina Little is a photographer who specialises in personal branding and product photography, helping businesses up-level their brands with images that sell. So I've invited Georgina on the podcast today because I really wanted to talk about product photography um, and two things in, in particular. One is taking your own product photos as, you know, at time of recording this, which is October 2020, um, finding someone to take photos for you isn't perhaps as easy as it was, you know, at the beginning of this year. Um, and also there's a cost involved with finding a product photographer. So I've invited her on to have a chat about if you wanted to, if you want, well, first of all, if you want to use a product photographer, her best tips and advice to make sure that if you are investing that money, that you're getting everything you can out of it. But also to talk about if you aren't in a position where you can pay for product photography at the moment, how you can do it yourself, and her best advice for you know setting up great shots, taking great shots, um, editing your photos, and and that kind of thing. And I'm really pleased to to say actually that it's much simpler than I thought it would be. Um, I've taken my own product photos before and I've got a blog post on it which I'll link to over in the show notes um and after speaking to Georgina I feel like if I did it again today I would do a, a much better job than I than I did initially um she's got some really fantastic practical tips that I can't wait for you to hear so I really hope you enjoy this episode and here's Georgina so hi George thank you so much for being here hi Vicky thanks for having me so can we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do, please? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a photographer. Um, I mainly specialise in personal branding, which obviously includes product photography. So when somebody is photographing their brand and business um, and they also want their products um, photographed, that's, that's what I do. Perfect. Thank you. And that's what we've got you here today to talk about. So that's good. Um, so I'm just going to start jump right in I think and what I'd like to talk about is obviously people have an option have choices when that you're looking to sort of get your product photography done you've either got the choice of taking the photos yourself which I imagine is perhaps cheaper or hiring a professional to do it for you so I just wondered if we can just touch briefly on sort of the pros and cons of each so why might it be best to let's start with why might it be best to um, take your own photos and what would some of the benefits of that be would you say yeah, so absolutely. I think you, you've already answered it. If you take your own, the, 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 the pro of doing that is basically it's the cost. Um, that's the main um, advantage. I think 
um, obviously more some more disadvantages. So um, when you're taking your own, it's it's going to take longer um, and possibly gets frustrating if you're not getting what you want. Um, depending on your camera and experience, the quality might not be exactly what you want either. Um, so I, you know, a bit blurry, um, too dark might be the wrong size of image for your website. So unless you know how to resize your images, then that's gonna might be a sticking point as well. Um, some of the pros of taking your own at home is that you have got potentially all the props you want. Um, you've got everything, everything there that you need so you don't have to post it to a photographer or get a photographer in. But at the moment, obviously, um, with the way the world is, it's a lot of product photography is happening where people send their products to a photographer um, and then they either need to get the photographer to buy props or they send the props as well, which is that added extra cost. Perfect. Thank you. So what would be the pros and cons of hiring someone to do your photography? So if you're going to hire someone, um, the cons are obviously, again, the cost. <laughs> um, but it's not taking you the time to do it. So here you need to think how much time versus what it costs you. So if you're spending three or four hours taking photography, uh, doing photography of your products, how much is that time worth to you? Um, so if you're paying someone else, that's, that's for me, that's how you've got to look at it. It's uh, productivity. Um, and the pros of, of hiring someone is, you know, you're going to get good quality. The composition is going to be correct. So it looks creative. Um, it's going to be the right colors, depending on, we'll, we'll obviously, hopefully we'll go on to um, talking about briefing a photographer, but they'll do what you want them to do. So as long as you've got a good brief for a photographer about whether you want a white background, whether you want lifestyle, if you want props, are you going to send it? Has the photographer got props so you don't have to spend that extra money? Um, that's going to be a really good pro of having professional. And obviously, if you need a specific file size, whether it's for social media, for your website, um, any, uh, any other sort of factor, they can give you the right file size very easily perfect thank you and so generally if you were using a product photographer would they do your editing for you as well and come back with the images that you need and the size and formats that you requested absolutely so if you're if you're um if you're employing someone to take the pictures they should be editing them so all the editing will be consistent so they'll all be the right um colors so you know sometimes you might take a color in one room and it looks quite blue and you might take it in another room and it looks quite yellow so a photographer will make sure that the right color all across um, and they will, if you say to them, I need it in 2048px, which is um, a web size, a really good web size file, they, they'll do it into that size for you or should be able to. Um, if they can't, then perhaps find someone else. <laughs> and I'm assuming as well that would all be included. So it sounds like if you are going to use somebody, it's a good idea to work out how many images you get up front. Absolutely. Is that the sort of thing you would normally agree yeah, so, so when you're looking at photographers, we all work differently, without a doubt, um, and some people offer packages. Um, but yeah, double check what's included. They should be editing. They should be giving you a certain amount of images. Some will give you all the images. Um, you know, if you want one product, but you want three different shots, then you need to be specific about what you need because those shots will take time to set up. So it will cost the photographer more time. So they'll factor that into their quote. Um, some photographers have packages, so they'll say, you know, it's a certain amount of money, you get 10 images um, and you can have full resolution, web resolution or a certain resolution you need. Um, and some photographers will do it on a, a bespoke quote point of view. And if you can go to them and say, I need 15 images, how much will you charge me? 
Thank you. So I think a bit later on, we will talk a bit more about if someone decides to use a product photographer, what are the kind of things you need to tell them up front? We will come on to that. But I would really like to talk about what you need to do if you want to take your own photos. I mentioned in our little pre-interview that this is something I've actually done myself. One of my products, I did take and edit all of my photos. Um, So I know it's possible. Um, Not entirely, you know, I think what I did was passable, but as you say, I'm well aware that it takes a lot of time and for, and I'm absolutely sure that there were lots of things that I didn't do quite right. Um, So let's start with what do you need physically need to have to take your own photos so do you need a special camera can you use your phone that kind of thing yeah I think I think um great if you I mean you can use a point and shoot if you've got an entry level DSLR as long as you know how to use it and when I say use it you know how to get a very um what I call a sharp image so it's not blurry and it's not fuzzy um but with camera phones these days, you, with phones these days, the cameras on them are actually really good. And you can, if you've got the right setup, which I'll, I'll talk through in a minute, you can take a decent picture with your camera and the file sizes are large enough that you can use them. Um, so some tips, if you're using your phone, I would suggest getting yourself a very small tripod, whether it's you know something from Amazon, you can get a small um, gorilla type tripod. So it just means that it's still. And that means it will just help make sure that you get a very sharp image so it's not blurry. Um, As I mentioned about using a small point and shoot, you can use a small point and shoot. And these are very automatic. Um, The key thing with any photography is getting the right light. Um, So depending on it doesn't really matter. As long as you've got a camera, you can use a camera. It's the light is going to make or break a picture. So my key top tips for getting a a good product shot is to find natural light so find a window in your home set up a table Um, if your product is able to set up on a table and you're looking for just a white background a white background you can get large pieces of white card preferably non-reflective but you could go to a high street shop and get that or just get it off the internet again Um, and you can if, if you've got a very large piece of card you can you can bend it so the product sits on it and the background you can't see any creases And then have a play. So if your window light is coming and directly hitting the product, you should get a very nice flat light. Um, If you're after shadows and kind of that kind of thing, then you need to again, have a play, but we're talking about a very simple product shot. If you're finding that you've got one shadow on one side, part of your product looks dark and the other looks lighter, use white card on either side of your setup and you'll be able to what call them um, be able to bounce the light what we call bouncing the light which basically reflects your window light back onto your product um does that make sense Am I making that sense does that words? does make yeah. sense um so yeah to avoid those harsh shadows to get a very even light is to put white all around your product basically and you can use card um if you haven't got a lot of card find anything that's white in your house um just looking around my room at the moment it could be a white blanket, honestly, anything white. Card works better because it will bounce it a bit better, but anything that's white will reflect the light back onto it so that you get very even tone. And that means with the lighter, the, 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 the amount of light you've got on there, the easier your camera phone, your pointed shoot, your DSLR will be able to cope with it, which means you'll get a much cleaner, sharper, more professional looking shot. What if you have white walls? I know it sounds silly. What if you have nice white walls? Do they make a good background or is there a absolutely. reason not to? No, no, absolutely. You can use white walls. It, 
I mean, obviously, it really depends on the product, how big it is. If it's a small product, I would still suggest getting a table and getting some white card and putting it closer to your window. The problem with the wall is depending on how close it is to your window light. Um, if you're using your home lights, you will get a very yellow looking image, which you can edit out. Um, but it's not that simple if you don't know what you're doing with your editing. Um, but if you've got if you've got a room and it's full of light, natural daylight, um, and you've got no harsh shadows coming in, you can absolutely absolutely use a white wall. Perfect. And how close to the window would you want to be? Would you put your table right by the window, or would you want to be slightly away from it's, it? Well, obviously you've got to get you've got to be able to still shoot it. So it really depends on how how narrow or big your room is, and um, it needs to be the height so the light is hitting your product directly. So. I think you can play around. You can put it a little bit further away, put it closer and have a look. You've got to look at where the light's hitting your product and where the shadows are. Um, and the more you think about it, the more you'll start to see it, even without sort of a professional photographer's eye, you'll start to see the difference and have a play. Once you get it and you've got it right, then you'll know and you just start taking that picture. And if you've got more than one product, top tip is to do everything at the same time. So you've got the same light, you've got your same setup and you've got a consistency in your images then. So if you wait another two hours, your light might have moved in your, in your room or from the window and it's coming out from another window, which means it will change how your image looks. Oh, that's product. really that's really good advice. Yeah. And so you would have your back to the, as the photographer, you would have your back to the window, just trying to picture exactly. it. Yes. So if, if you've got a small window and obviously you don't want to block the light because you don't want to be put standing, that's where the tripod comes into handy. So you're not standing right in front of the product. You can use your camera um, to have a look through, test it, just make sure that you're not blocking the light with your body. Perfect. Yes, you're not casting shadows. And yes, what about exactly. taking pictures outside? Is that an option as well? Is, that, is the light 100%. better outside? Yeah. Obviously, the light is better outside and it really depends on the product. Um, you could set up a table if it's a nice day, which actually, I don't know about where you are, but it's quite nice where I am today. Yeah, it's nicer. As long as it's not windy um, and you are not trying to shoot in direct sunlight, so find shade, you'll still get enough light. Find a, a piece of shade, whether that's underneath a tree or whatever you've got, whether it's a wall shading the light. Um, and again, you can set it up on a table um, and, and put the white card and, and sort it all out like that. Um, or if, if it, I'm a big fan of lifestyle product shots. So if it's something for outside, then then shoot it with the outside surrounding it um but yeah as i said no bright sunlight so if it is very sunny great light but make sure you're in the shade if it's cloudy and you've got flat light you're there's a bit more it's actually a bit easier because you you don't have to worry about hot spots or shadows or bright sunlight hitting part of the product thank you and you actually just mentioned lifestyle shots it's actually for anyone who doesn't know what that is could you just explain that yeah so say you've got a product and it's a Okay, it's a bowl for a baby. It's this amazing bowl that, I don't know, some kind of um, USP to it that it sticks and it's got lots of compartments. If it's dishwasher proof, that's a really good key selling point. So show a picture of the bowls in a dishwasher and you can set it up so that you don't have other stuff within the dishwasher, but it could be that it, you've got water droplets on the bowls. So it shows that it's washable in the dishwasher and it's, you know, you've pulled the dishwasher out and it's all sitting lovely within the dishwasher. Um, so... For me, the key to sometimes, or not sometimes at all, when you're selling products um, is to try and put it in a lifestyle situation so the people that are buying it can see themselves using it because they can. that's their lifestyle. You know, they've got a baby, they need to be able to wash something quickly. It goes in the dishwasher, great. I don't have to wash it by hand. 
Thank you. So this leads on really nicely to the next thing I wanted to ask about was how do you sort of plan out? So you're taking the photos yourself. How do you plan out what images you need? Because I'm assuming you you don't just set up your cardboard and start clicking. You actually need to think about no. the shots you want. Pinterest. Pinterest is my best friend. Literally look for inspiration on Pinterest. Go to product shots. Have a look. Use loads of different searches. Create a board for yourself. Um, and start to look at the different styles that you really like and see if you can start try. I know some, some of Pinterest, we laugh because you might go Pinterest worthy and you try and do something and it's nothing like Pinterest. Um, but, but keep playing. So have a look, see what style you like. And you'll start to notice that you're picking exactly the same type of pins with the same look, whether it's a white background, whether it's a lifestyle background, whether it's um you know it's got people in it and you'll start to see a real theme come through about what you ideally like um and you can use that to start to think of ideas you might take an idea from one pin and merge it with another idea from another pin um but it's a really good way of starting that first planning process is to get yourself a board on pinterest and start thinking about the creative side of how you want to shoot it Thank you. Because so I'm thinking that whether you want to take photos yourself or whether you, 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 you know, you think you might hire someone to do it for you, it's probably a good idea to actually have a shot list and say, these are the however many photos I want and this is what will be in them. Um, yes. Because, yeah, I think that's something I just wanted to, to, to talk about a little bit because I think that, you know, it's very, it's probably you've made it sound really simple and I know it's not really simple to go and sort of set yourself up to take photos but actually before you do that I think there's a lot of work that goes into working out actually what photos am I even taking I might not just be snipping away on a white background um I'm assuming you probably want a bit more than that absolutely I think um it's a really good starting point to start with Pinterest and then I think you need to really work out and make the plan of where are your images being used are they being used for your website? Are they being used for social media? Are they being used for absolutely everywhere? So, you know, social media, you might want the lifestyle shots for your website. You might want the clean white background shots as well as the lifestyle shots. So you've really got to think about what you're using them for. So you, like you said, you make that plan and you make that plan shot list, which is what most photographers will do um, with you and work out exactly what's needed. So all the different setups, they're very, will be very good with our time as photographers because we have to make sure that we're not spending hours and hours and hours, but only charging a certain amount because that's our time. And that's, you know, that's our business. So we'll go, right. We're going to shoot white backgrounds. So we'll make sure we've got everything sorted out. We've got the right light, and we'll do that section first. And then the lifestyle images, here's my props. This is where I'm shooting. And we'll do all those at the same time. So if you've got a really good plan, you know exactly where you're posting them, you know what you want. So you don't miss anything. You don't tomorrow, the next day after you shoot, you think, Oh, I didn't get that shot that I wanted for my website panel or I wanted that shot for my Facebook header. Um, you're not then going back and redoing it all because it's just, it's more time and more time yeah. is, is better spent potentially somewhere else trying to market your products and, and, you know, getting the ideal clients looking at them. Absolutely. Thank you. So do you have, I mean, you've shared lots of them already, but do you have any more tips on how to take good photos yourself? Let's say if you were using your smartphone as an example yeah smartphone as i said that the, the biggest tip is using the light to your advantage um i some people will set up lights um it really depends on your budget um you could get a ring light which will set up some light um but personally to save on that money i would use 
daylight every single time because it will give you a natural look that you can have a consistency with as long as you shoot it at the same time as your other if you do more than one product shot um and and you learn how to use the light to your advantage um if you go around on on say you're going out for a walk with your kids um and it's a sunny day and you'll see where light hits the ground and the more you start to think about light and how it's affecting, you know, have a look at the light on your daughter's face or have a look at the light on your bag that's on the floor while you're at the play park. And you'll see how it works well when you look at it. If you're looking at it and it's got a bright sunlight patch on it, you know that you wouldn't necessarily photograph it there. Um, so get used to looking at light. That's my top tip. When I first started out in photography years and years and years ago, I used to just walk around looking at different patches of light and seeing how they hit somewhere and how it changes the appearance of things. Um, and once you've got your head around how to use light, you'll find it a lot easier to be able to shoot product because you'll go, that's perfect. That's a great light. It's all flat. It's, it's even. This is what I want. Or if I want harsh shadows, you know how to start manipulate the light, then that's perfect. I'll bounce it off this side and, and I, can, I can really get something quite creative. That's brilliant advice. Thank you. And it's really good to know that you don't need any special apps or features or anything to take good pictures. Yeah. That's really it's reassuring. <laughs> and speaking of practice, I guess another thing you can do um, is just take lots of pictures and just, just like you see, see how they come out. Like anything in life when you're trying to do something that in, in sort of requires a skill, whether it's, you know, when, you, when we were kids and we used to try and play tennis or netball or hockey or whatever we did, or even learning to write, you don't learn to write. And then one day, you know, the next day you're doing it really well. You've got to practice. So keep practicing. And if you think, right, well, I'm not, this isn't ever going to make it to my website, but I'm going to start just taking a few pictures to practice and see how it turns out and how it looks and then kind of critique it yourself. And, and keep practicing. The more you practice, the more you will get better at it. There is lots of information on the internet and on YouTube. Sometimes there is so much that it can be a bit overwhelming. Um, so if you're going to do it, just just be mindful. Don't don't jump from one tube, YouTube channel to another. If you're going to look at some information, stick to the same YouTube channel. Stick to the same photographer talking about a certain way of doing things because they won't overcomplicate it or generally you won't overcomplicate it by going to another photographer who maybe does things differently. Um, but my key thing is just practice, 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 practice. Thank you. That's such good advice. And, and that's the reason I wanted you on because I think with most things that we do, you can just go down this Google, YouTube rabbit hole and everyone's got their own way of doing things. And yeah, I really appreciate that you're making it very simple for us, which is, I think, what we need. And of course, if, if you want to go and get more information or go into more depth, then absolutely do. But I think this is a great starting point. So thank you. So let's say we've we've taken our product photos now the bit that daunted me the most I'll be honest when I had a go at this myself was the editing more than actually taking them because I don't have photoshop or whatever it is that photographers use to edit photos you probably have something fancier than that I don't know <laughs> but um so but let's assume that you don't have any editing software so someone doesn't have editing software and uh, let's start there do you need editing software professional software to edit your own photos you could say no but it isn't going to look as professional um because you're not going to be able to unless you are a wiz and you get all your product shots done within 10-15 minutes and it's all the same light it, it you will have a variation in the exposure so how light or dark the product shot is so 
editing is needed a little bit, but you don't have to be a super whiz editing and you certainly don't need to use Photoshop. Photoshop is the kind of the, the big, the big thing that you need to learn if you're a photographer. Um, and even then that's normally fine art photographers. So a lot of photographers don't use Photoshop. They might use it for a few things, but they don't necessarily use Photoshop completely. There is, if you're using your camera on your phone, there are lots of free editing apps you can use. Um, Snapseed, for example. Um, also another one which most photographers use is in terms of an actual editing program is Lightroom. So Lightroom is part of the Adobe family, but you can get it free for mobile. So the main point of the editing that I would suggest is just ensuring it's the correct exposure. So as I just said, whether it's too dark or too light. So it's making sure that if you've got one shot and it's a little bit lighter than your next shot, making sure that they're, the they're the same light or darkness, basically. So you get that consistency. Um, and that is easily done. And it Snapseed, I think even Lightroom Mobile will actually show you how to do that. And there are YouTube videos about Lightroom Mobile that are very simple of just looking at your exposure perhaps the colors are a little bit yellow so that you can do that yourself. Um, and it would just be looking at putting a little bit of, um, if they're too green, you put a bit of pink in, if they're too pink, you put a bit of green in and it's just tweaking. And with the editing apps on phones, especially play with it. You know, if it looks horrendous, it doesn't matter. Save the original. That's my big top tip with the editing is save your original, make sure that you're not, that you've got a copy of it. So you're just editing the copy and you can have a play with it. Um, things like cropping so if you're if you're using an editing tool like snapseed or lightroom mobile you can you can make it square for instagram or you can make it a certain size that you need it for your website or your panel um, and also straighten i'm a photographer and a lot of us cannot shoot straight to save our lives so whenever i take my whenever i do a shoot i always have to straighten everything so an editing app will also give you that option to to edit and again it is a lot of it is actually automatic so you can press auto and it will straighten it automatically um according to what lines are in the in the um in the actual product shot if there are lines if you want it at an angle you can edit it at that angle um so yeah so i would say you need a little bit of editing but it doesn't have to be your fancy layers in photoshop you certainly do not need to learn to do that yourself at all well that's very reassuring and good to know that you can do it on a phone app as well Mm. The, the, the editing snapseed especially they're really simple and i think again it's practiced so have a play get a get a picture whether it's of your kid or whatever's on your phone just have a play download the app and have a play and have a look at the different features if you're not sure how to use it then go on the internet and just double check all the features that it's got and what you ideally need to need to use so the things i would say is you need to look at your exposure you need to look at your contrast Look at your shadows, which will come up as shadows, your blacks and your whites. So those, those are, I think that was five, wasn't it? Those are the five things that you probably need to look at. So if you've got something that's very black, you can bring that shadow up. You'll bring the blacks up. If there's a big shadow, you can bring the shadow up and you will be amazed at how much of a difference it actually makes to the overall picture. Thank you. And I will actually have a look at this. Um, I'll actually link to these apps in the show notes as well. So anyone who wants to go and have a look can. Um, and I was interested to hear about you saying to shoot on a white background as well, because for some platforms, you, you have to have a white background, or at least for your main shots. So that's really useful. So if you say you decided you wanted your product on a pink background, for argument's sake, so would you would you shoot it on a pink background or would you shoot on white and then edit the background afterwards? 
No, I think unless you're a super duper editing whiz and you know how to change the color, then I would suggest shooting on the background that you want to shoot it on. Just be aware it's going to change your product color. So that's when the editing, you need to look at what color you want it to be and make sure that what the customer is seeing on your website or social media is the product that they get home so that you don't get all of these people saying, well, that's not the same color as I saw on there. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say however you want it to look is to try and make it, keep it as simple as possible. A photographer might not do that, but then we know how to change the color of the background very easily and without, you know, it might take you an hour instead of 30 seconds. That's really good, thank you, because I actually thought you were going to say the opposite. So I'm glad I asked that question. So it's really, <laughs> yeah, this is all fantastic. So, and if you um, t- take your photos and you decide that actually, okay, editing them, you know, you've got some fairly decent photos, editing them is a bit daunting. I'm assuming there are people out there that can help you just with that side as well. Absolutely. There are, there are actually quite a few um, companies that you can search for on the internet and they're not just UK based. You can, there's lots of them um, that you can send your image to and say, I need it to be on a pic background I need this to be I need to get rid of this part of the photo um and you could put a brief down and actually they're not that expensive um so yeah just search on the internet um editing companies uh, photo editing companies thank you so let's say you know you're listening and you think you're thinking actually this all sounds a bit much because it's I think it sounds both simple and um how do I say this daunting and simple all in one go <laughs> to me at least um if you decide that actually it is too much and I'd like to work with somebody do you have any tips on how to best find a product photographer how to how to brief what basically how would you get the most out of it because considering it is an investment and it might be one of your biggest investments when you're starting out um what's the best way to make sure you're getting everything you can from a photo shoot if you hire someone Okay, so first things first is when you're looking for a photographer and obviously Google um, where there's people in your area and if you can send it to them easily, then it doesn't really matter what area they're in. When you're looking for a photographer, just make sure you like the style of their work. So, you know, if your brand and your your vision of your product is kind of a light, airy, very um, bright look, then look at a photographer who has that style of work. But if you book a photographer whose work is generally shot on black and is quite dark and moody and quite um, edgy, you're not going to get what you want because that's not their style. Um, equally, a lot of photographers, if you said, I want the light area and they don't shoot like that, will turn around and say, well, I'm not for you, but here's another photographer that can help. Um, and as I mentioned earlier about Pinterest, when you start working with a photographer, um, even if they don't ask for it, get a Pinterest board together and say, this is the kind of thing I'm thinking of. They won't match. No photographer will um, mimic those photographs, but it gives them an idea of what you're thinking creatively. Um, and you know your product inside out you also know hopefully know your ideal customer so those pictures that you're looking at on Pinterest will also should be the kind of looking at the target of who you're looking at and who you want to sell to and it also gives a picture to you know clear picture to photography on the style and look that inspires you so having a clear idea about your shots um, you want is great but if you don't know most experienced photographers can help you with a product shot list and ideas so like I mentioned about you know maybe you're selling a, a baby bowl I don't know why I'm thinking about a baby bowl but um, if you know you say I don't know you know it's a, on a white background it kind of looks a bit uninspiring how do I do this you know a photographer will turn around and say well okay what's the features of the bowl what's the point of it do we want a baby as a you know in the product uh, lifestyle shot and I would say yes you know if I if I was a photographer I'd say well fine let's let's have a child or a you know whatever we're selling to let's get let's get people in it 
Um, so if budget is a big concern um, and you can't afford your local photographer or you've looked around and you think it's just too much money, a really top tip is actually to find photography students. So someone who is studying photography at college, go, go to the college and say, you know, I'm looking for a photographer for product shots. Have you got any students that, that, that I can pay? I wouldn't say do it for free because if the students want to be growing their portfolio, but you want to pay them because then you're, you're invested and they're invested, but it will be a minimal cost because they want to build their portfolio, but you'll still get someone that knows how to use the camera that is learning. And um, you still an investment, but you are perhaps not going down the route of spending hundreds and hundreds of pounds, depending on how many product shots you've got. That is fantastic advice. Thank you. I really like that. And um, so talking about lifestyle shots and having people in images, given where we are now, so we film, we're recording this and it said filming so I can see you, but we're not really filming. We're recording this in October. Um, is it still possible to have people in shots and film in locations? Is that, is, can, that's, can that happen? It's, 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 I think we're in an ever-changing moment. Um, if you can find a photographer and you're selling products for children and the photographer has children, then it's easy. You know, I have three children. Um, I can use them as models and I don't need a model release form because they're my children. Um, so, yes, it is possible to a certain degree. And as long as there's social distancing going on and we're within the rules of not more than six people in the building, you're two metres socially distanced. Um, a lot of photographers are wearing face masks now, so there's no, you know, there's no problem in that respect. Then it is possible. Obviously, getting a, a child in, it's it's not as easy. Um, a shoot. <laughs> um, but, but I think as long as you're following the government guidelines, um, and at the moment during October, where we are, um, I'm in the Midlands um, at the moment, although I'm based in Suffolk, um, I could do it um, with socially distancing and um, not more than six people in the room. Thank you. And I know, of course, it's a big question because, you know, by the time this comes out, who knows, the rules might have changed. But I thought... Might be in lockdown again. <laughs> yeah, I think it's worth at least bringing up. I actually um, have always used my own children for my pictures yes. as well because, again, I don't need to model release form. But... Um, yeah they're getting a bit big now so that might not last much longer the one thing i would say if you are using your own, if you're doing your own product photography and it is a a product for children um it's really authentic using your own children because it also lets your ideal customers kind of a little bit into your own life of this is me these are my children they're using my products because i believe in them so much so i think it's there's quite a good authenticity and a good story behind you photographing your own children using the products that you've created and I guess the same could be said from, and I, I'm, I don't think for myself necessarily, because I'm a bit camera shy, but if someone wanted to be in their product shots, there's probably something to be said for that as well. I well that's, that's, that's kind of part of my, yeah. what I, what I specialize in as well as personal branding. Um, and it, it does make a big difference when you show up for your audience and you show them who you are and show them the story behind you. It makes a big difference. People buy from people they like, know, and trust. Um, and when, you show up and they get to like you, they get to know you and they get to trust you. They buy from you. People buy from people. Um, and it is, it's really key. It makes a big difference. And having high-end imagery to kind of maybe just be that person that just stands out above the competition makes a big difference. Thank you. So um, if someone wanted to get in touch, you'd find out maybe a bit more about you sort of the product photography services you offer. Um, what, yeah, what are you doing at the moment, Georgina? 
I am. So I'm, I'm working, I am doing personal branding shoots, um, socially distanced and very COVID safe. Um, and I am also, I also do family photography. So um, next week I'm off to Windsor, um, all outdoor photography, fingers crossed it doesn't rain. Um, so people can um, look me up on georgianalittlephotography.co.uk. Um, and I also have um, two Instagram pages. I've got Suffolk Brand Photographer, uh, which is where you'll find my personal branding and product photography. And then my other Instagram family is Georgina Little Photography. Thank you, George. And I'm going to put these in the show notes as well. So if anyone's driving, walking and just, yeah, didn't write them down, we can get them as well. So, yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much for this. Um, I think this is all really useful information and has hopefully taken away some of the unknown around, you know, how on earth do I even think about getting product images? So you've given us two really good options and, um, yeah, I would say it's down, yeah, down to you now to kind of think about which one, you know, would work. And yeah, and I guess, yeah, thank you. No problem. Shall I, can I give one big tip? One yeah, I would tip? love you to give one top tip. So I think the one, the biggest mistake that I see many biz- businesses make, um, especially small businesses with product, is that they only post typical product shots to their website and online stores. You know, we talked about just a white background or just a very clean shot, um, which shows the product beautifully, but doesn't necessarily sell it. Um, I really do think that whilst these shots are obviously important, really missing out on a huge opportunity with the lifestyle shots. So if you've got a combination of both product and lifestyle shots, they help tell the story of your brand and they can show how your product fits into customers lives um, and I think product photography it's more than just about the product itself because you're not selling just the product you're selling something that's going to make your client's life easier plus images of you with the products that we just touched on can help put a very personal personal touch on your story um, and just let your audience get to know the face behind the brand so when I shoot products I always make sure to take some lifestyle shots to round out the experience basically Thank you. That's really good. And actually, as you were saying that, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking through my own shots and thinking, yeah, I could probably do a bit of a refresh at some point. Because while they're fantastic, high quality images, yeah, maybe they need a bit of personality. So I have to, that's something to think about. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that, because I think, yeah, if you haven't got any product images yet, um, that's, yeah, that's definitely something to think about, as well as I think traditionally, I know when I took my first product shots, I was just thinking, well, I need this angle and that angle and this the other angle um, didn't even really occur to me that I could be a bit more creative. So that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And just practice. If it doesn't work straight away, don't just give up. And if you've got, you know, if you don't have the budget to, to employ a photographer, just just keep practicing. Eventually you'll get there. And if you get frustrated, walk away and have a cup of tea and come back to it. <laughs> also good advice. And I would say that yeah. if, if, you know, if some of the shots, maybe, you know, you might not feel they're good enough quality for your website, but they might be fine for Instagram, for example. Absolutely. Instagram stories, everything. You can still show up with some of those images. I, I use a lot of iPhone pictures that I'm taking about sort of around my home or kids or whatever. I put on my stories and I don't edit them. All the stories get kind of iPhone pictures. It's fine. Thank you. Well, thank you again so much for being here, for everything you've shared. And I'm going to link through to everything we've spoken about in the show notes for this episode so people can get all the resources really easily. Yeah, so thank you. That's no really, thanks for having really me. Really good. You're welcome. 
so what did you think i really hope that you found that um conversation with georgina as interesting as i did and that you picked up some hints whether you are planning to now go and take your photos yourself or whether you're planning to find a product photographer i really hope that you found this useful as always i would love to hear from you and um, it's vicky at tinychipmonk.com please do let me know what you think and if there are any subjects you know any experts or areas that you would like me to find someone to come on for a future episode please do let me know because I really want to you know produce the kind of content that you're interested in and it's going to help you with wherever you are right now so do get in touch do let me know and um, in the meantime if you haven't already please subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes take care and I'll speak to you soon If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.